Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Nothing. I I mean, songs are good. You can sing more songs if you want to. Anyway, welcome back to the Damage Salt Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Felicia, a.k.a. BPJ, along with Graham, a.k.a. Sir Reads A Lot. I still haven't came up with one nickname for you. Well, you've come up with a couple, but I think that's the most enduring because it's the most accurate. Yes, pretty much. So, how was your day? Oh, fine. I worked, and I did work, and now my work is done. Um, so, yeah, that was my day. Yeah, my day started off a little stressful with the health insurance bill, but it's okay. I'm leaving that doctor <laughs> because they're assholes and horrible care anyway. So, And I got some good news that I don't want to share just yet. Yes, this is a major dispute in our marriage about whether or not she should share the good news, but she doesn't want to share it, so I guess we'll just have to wait on the good news. And no, it's not she's pregnant. What do you think? First of all, that would ruin my career at this point. Okay, I shouldn't say babies ruin careers. It actually gives you a boost after you have a kid because your testosterone levels go up. But as of right now, that would probably hurt it because of like how long. Like If I got pregnant now, let's see. It's November. November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Yeah, I'd be like having a kid like right at world. So yeah, that would mess me up for a little bit. Yeah, but I but with everybody so focused on us having children, I figured I we needed to say it to cut it off. Yes, this is true. I'm not pregnant. It's just uh, I want to get everything finalized and have everything done before I speak it into existence. But it was some good news that I got today. So yeah, so. <clears throat> Starting off today, uh, some sad news in the dollar world, dollar store world. Dollar Tree is raising their price to one twenty-five. I mean, it was kind of inevitable, Felicia. They could only cut down portion size so much before it's just fiscally impossible. But everything was a dollar, so I have to. I like going to Dollar Tree. Got, I like going to Dollar Tree because everything was a dollar. Well, now everything would be a dollar twenty-five. Inflation, damn you, stupid Rona. But yeah, so that's where I usually, I used to get my cleaning products until Graham's like, it's too strong, man. He's like, I'm coughing up blood, man, something lungs, man. Yes, I was literally, literally coughing up blood. He's over-exaggerating. That's because he never cleans his house. No, I'm not exaggerating. I was literally coughing up blood because of the cleaning products you were using. That is a stone-cold fact. They were all name brands, so I don't know what's wrong with you. You don't clean your house. I clean up the bathrooms and everything, so... Yeah. So, yes. Uh, at, but, like, I think in the beginning of the first, like... I was going to say trimester. <laughs> the first, uh, what is it? Billing period, or whatever the hell they call it in marketing world. You don't even know, so you can't. No, I'm not sure. Quarter. The first quarter, I think. <laughs> The first quarter, they're going to be raising up the price to 125 so I'm going to go there and get all my toothpaste and toothbrushes that I need. <laughs> all the little small stuff that uh, I can get there before it's 125 I'm pretty sure there's going to be an old person that comes there. Wait a minute, this used to be a dollar. Sir, we had to raise our price and what? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to put like a sign out like prices are now 125 instead of a dollar. And then uh, people are still go there. Still cheaper than dollar general and family dollar. Those... Those ways are kind of expensive now. They used to be cheap. I mean, inflation exists. Oh, yeah, we're seeing that now because uh, everything is 
on back order, shortage, all that stuff. So I'm glad we got our gifts early. I'm glad I got your chair that you're sitting in, your early Christmas gift early. So I don't even have to worry about that. Oh, speaking of uh, Rona jacking up everything, this dusty hoe is about to turn two and she bringing another friend with her. Yeah, Omicron. I remember I told you this. I was like, "Why is Omarion in the news?" <laughs> when I looked at it, I just so I just saw O M. I was like, "Omarion." I was like, "That's when we call it the Marion." I'm gonna start that trending. <laughs> you don't even know who Omarion is, do you? Was she one of the people who worked with Trump? That's Amorosa, oh. and Omarion is a man. <laughs> oh well, obviously I didn't know who it was. Didn't she? Was she one of the word? I didn't script that. <laughs> you really didn't know? Yes, Omarion was in the band, boy band in like the early to mid 2000s, B2K, and then he had like a solo career. Okay. Oh my God. But yeah. <laughs> yes. This. Oh God. I feel like this is never going to end. <laughs> we like we're fully boosted up so we got our boosters we're all yeah we're all ready for it because uh the, the hospital's here i was talking to my coach his wife is a nurse and he said they're getting bad again i was like uh this will never end yeah yeah it won't it's unfortunate <sighs> but let's just hope well it's not in america yet it's in canada south it's, africa it's probably already here you don't know that I don't know that. That's why I said probably. I did qualify my statement. So, yes, it's it's already, I don't know. I'm hoping, like, the the shots that we got are fine. And they're like, oh, everyone, if you, you know, but this thing, I guess, I heard on the news, it mutates and all this. I'm like, uh. Well, yes, this is it's each, each of the new strains is a mutation of the previous. Well, not necessarily the previous strain, but it's a mutation of the virus. And I guess this one mutates more, I guess it said. So I'm like, oh my God, can we just, I just want things to be back to where I can go into like the store and not have to wear a mask and just, you know, live a normal life and just don't have to worry about all this stupid bullshit. But people don't get vaccinated and it's ruining things and I hate it. People are dumb. But anyway, on a lighter note. We just had Thanksgiving last week. Yes, and your mom cooked, and it was amazing and delicious and wonderful because your mom was an excellent cook. Yes, so uh, in our marriage, I made it a point early on that we're going to do like a um, splitting of like, you know, um, holidays. So, but it was Christmas. I don't remember ever saying Thanksgiving. I don't know what your mom says. Like, I'm never missing my parents for Thanksgiving. Except for that once I went to Hawaii to visit you. That was, like, the one time I didn't go for Thanksgiving, I think, in my life. <laughs> my whole, like, 32 years of existence, one year I didn't spend Thanksgiving at my parents' house. And I was like, I'm not missing my mom's food. I'm sorry. <laughs> your mom wore herself out, too. She was falling asleep towards the end of the day. Yes, because she usually starts early in the morning to make sure everything's done right. And, you know, she wants everything prepared. And we got there. She said dinner was going to be ready at like two. And I was like, oh, we'll probably come there a little, a little early. And she's like, oh, uh, well, it probably will be done when you get here. I was like, oh, OK. So we got there around like one or something and everything was already laid out. And 
good to go to eat. And I was like, yes, food. There, There is like a proper way to do Thanksgiving. You have to eat breakfast. I know people are like, oh, I'm just going to wait until eat. I was like, nope, you can't do that. You'll end up like my sister, hard-headed, didn't eat all day. And then she like stuffed her face as she was like dying the rest of the day. I was like, see, you got to eat breakfast beforehand. You got to get that belly ready. Stretch it out a little bit. Stretch. <laughs> You're making it sound like the <laughs> some sort of athletic training. I mean, it's the truth. If you want to, you don't just go not eat all day unless you're like a professional eater who's training. But like, this is just, you're just sitting around eating. You got to make sure you eat beforehand. Otherwise you'll overeat. Like everybody else was fine. We're like, oh yeah, we're good. Whitney was dying slowly on the floor. (laughs) I hope she's listening to this. Ha ha. Poor Whitney. You're so abusive to your older sister. That's the whole point of being a younger sister. So yeah, um, Thanksgiving was good. Spent a lot of time with family. Fixed uh, my dad's Netflix, which is my Netflix, because he's like, it's broken. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> he was just basically logged out. I just re-logged it back in. But that's parents, you know. Um, so Christmas will be at your parents' house this year. So that'll be fun. We're going to go plan on seeing lights. And also go see Spider-Man far away from home with your dad i got tickets and we're gonna go see i'm gonna go see it twice actually so me graham beeler and will thomas will go see it on saturday the 18th and then i'll go see it on the 23rd with your dad because no one else likes to go to movies with your dad it's just me and him that's like our cool thing and we'll sit in the nice fancy seats hopefully he's listening you hear that mr Bildrum? we'll have nice fancy seats for you because i know you don't have a butt and you complain about sitting on pine wooden benches and you never let me hear the end of it. Regardless of what the seats are actually made of, the acts like they're made is they're, they're torture chambers. I know. Ever since I took your dad, like he used to go to that like dollar movie. Th- well, it wasn't even a dollar. It's gone now. They replaced it with a Costco uh, movie theater. He's gotten bougie since I've let him experience fancy like recliner seats and everything. He's He's really bougie now, so... What he is nothing dear heart oh my god so yeah i'm excited for that um what else oh um big news uh i was supposed to have a meet this week and next week um by the time you're listening to this hopefully either i'm at a meet or already had a meet on that friday <laughs> before this comes out but we can't get enough people to be in the meet <laughs> so that's the problem and since I coach and I can coach and throw at this meet, I was like, all right, perfect. Kill two birds, one stone. I'm there for my athletes and I can actually compete and throw. But like I said, not a lot of people have signed up for the meet. So I'll hear back tomorrow if uh, this meet is going to happen on Friday. And my athletes were freaking out because they're like, I got stuff to do on Saturday. I was like, you know, once we have a season, uh, you can't be just playing this stuff on Saturday. <laughs> But it's D3, so they're like, oh, I can't come to a meet. It's just like, all right, it's it's your decision. So we will see. This year is going to be one of those years again, I feel like. He's, he's making our schedule. The, the coach is new, so I, I can't blame him. It can't prepare to like, he wants to have a meet at the school. That's money coming into everybody's pocket because the door money goes to all the teams. It's like, we need that money. We don't have any have anything. So, it's 
it's a little stressful at the school right now. Just trying to get a meet schedule and trying to get stuff for our athletes. So that D3 life, man, fun times, fun times. So I think that's all I have. But uh, Grant, you want to talk about uh, what we did on Friday? We went to Jingle on the re- Jingle Reels. Sorry, Jingle Reels, which is the Idle George Museum's G scale model train set thing that they do. What it is is they have a how many did I say here nine working model trains, and it's a big miniature landscape, which in and of itself is interesting, kind of awesome and wonderful. But what makes this even more special is that the the vast majority of the settings and backgrounds and everything else is made of natural materials. Um, I mean, some of the stuff like the lights and things like that are synthetic because I don't. You, there's no natural LED lights. Well, <laughs> I mean, but so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's neat. You when you walk in, there's a train overhead, which I was cleared by about two inches. Um, a little sign say no kids on shoulders. So people like me would run nephews into, into the terrain. Um, it's done by a cop, a company named applied imagination. And to give you an idea of some of the stuff they did, they had Blackfoot teepees made out of tobacco leaves. Um, and Vegas, I actually kind of liked Vegas because it was, it was probably the most synthetic of the whole thing, which is perfect because Vegas is synthetic and it's a city I do not appreciate. Um, but that, that was neat cause they built the, they built the city on a roulette wheel and with a, and they had chips and dice on a crafts table. The, the new expansion was San Francisco, uh, and they built it from the perspective of the Bay. So they had fun stuff like, uh, sea lions on the piers, swans in the lake, stuff like that. And then they had the Victorians that are all crammed together and the steep roads and Alcatraz really a very attractive and um enjoyable dribble thing what do you think felicia oh that was fun i liked it we went there um last year we didn't even know it existed and we we're like oh this is pretty neat this is fun and they also had a new exhibit too but we'll talk about that in a second but um yeah i really like the little jingle on rails it's like very like christmasy and they have like it's looks like it's made on real wood maybe i believe so so yeah it's like all made out of wood and it's just really cool. It's like all scale model of like, you know, downtown. They have a uh, Lucas Oil Stadium and it's like wood. And then they have like the little uh, Indy 500 car track out there. They have that and just like different stuff they have for like each kind of like each part of the state. Like in New Mexico, they had like the terracotta type things, I think. And mm-hmm. then uh, San Francisco, of course, they had like the steep hill and they had that like the trains going back and forth up the hill and everything. I thought it was pretty neat. I like it. It's fun. Especially after the two times that we went there and we got like shafted. They get shafted. They just weren't, um, they weren't what we hoped they would be. Yeah. It was a little disappointing, but this one I was like, okay, I know what I'm getting into with this and I'm glad we went. Yeah. I think if you're in Indianapolis, it does make for a nice trip. It's um, definitely targeted more towards kids, which is, fine um but i think it's just it's enjoyable to look at the craftsmanship and work that goes into making all of these things you know miniatures are neat miniatures are uh, an art form in and of themselves and i think it's enjoyable yeah it brought in a lot of uh 
a lot of people, because usually when we go there, there's maybe about like a total of 10 people and that is including the workers and there's about five workers. <laughs> so there's maybe like three other people not including us there. So it, it got a little busy and I was like, man, I'm not used to seeing a whole bunch of people in the parking spots. <laughs> used to being none. Yeah, it's, um, and then you also mentioned that they had opened up a new gallery in their main gallery. Trying to see what its name is, and I don't see it, so I'm not going to say what it is, because I don't know what it is, but it's called Shifting Boundaries, and the theme is how native art has changes. And that's, it's something I've referenced before on the podcast, that the problem with being a native artist is how much of what you do is just a repeat of old forms versus how far can you get away from the old forms before you're just making art and it's not really native art anymore. Um, this stuff all was clearly on the side of being native art because was, a lot of it was like the stuff by Sonny Asu. He had a whole bunch of stuff where he take took paintings by Emily Carr, who's a Canadian, who did a lot of these vanishing native type paintings. And he took archival prints of her work and then painted over them with Pacific Northwest patterns. He also did some Pacific Northwest just classic style things that look like they'd be... Um, like it'd be the ends of a roof or something like that. So those were those Felicia and I both like those. Yeah, I like the exhibit. I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I liked in there, except for the weird uh, the was it the disc um, the vinyls on the wall. I didn't get that one. Oh yeah, one of the things Sonny had was these copper vinyl records. And it was all a reference to what I believe is named the Indian Act, which is the primary act Canada uses to manage its native population, which has all sorts of problems, including the fact that based on how you define native, a huge section of their native population is not considered native legally. So it's, um, but yeah, it was very, I, I didn't think it, was, it got the message at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, what is that? Like everything else seemed pretty cool. There was like a bike. And it showed, like, how the guy drew. He was, like, riding the bike and, like, drawing at the same time. That was pretty cool. But I was like, what is this? Sometimes, I don't know, people just, they just slap something together. I know it's supposed to be, like, artsy, but I'm like, I could do that. Like, what was it? Somebody nailed a banana to a wall or something. It's not that you could do it necessarily, but, yeah, it just, I mean, and some of them, another one that Sonny did that kind of was, eh, was these maple towers capped with, well, not, they're probably three feet tall, capped with copper. It's like, this is a big deal because in his tribe, maple and copper were considered extremely valuable materials. But, it was, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. One that we, uh, ours had there was Anita Latoka. And her, her work was a lot of these earthen storms. It was, it was paintings done almost like you would paint a thunderstorm, but with earth tones. And I thought... I thought they were pretty neat. Again, though, perhaps too many items on one theme with that one. The other two artists were Catherine Blackburn and Stephen Yazzie. But yeah. Oh, and also uh, Anita Fields was the invited artist, whatever that means. I'm assuming she was invited to be there. Ooh. She's the one who did the that wedding coat and hat. Oh, I thought that was, it looked like the Mad Hatter to me. It kind of does because the hat looks like a top hat made out of feathers. Basically, is what I would I would say it looks like. 
Yeah, it has like the same colors. So I was like, oh, it looks like the Mad Hatter. I know it wasn't, but I was like, it looks like the Mad Hatter to me. And um, the, also the main galleries, they circulated some art, but I didn't bother to take a list of those, and it would be hyper-specific anyways. Yeah, that, I mean, they switch it out periodically that we saw, but the new one um, was definitely nice. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they did have, um, as the idol drawing always seems to include, a uh, straight political statement, which was a series of um, tongues with pins in them, which was a reference to, I guess, the reservation, the, excuse me, residential schools used to stab children's tongues with pins if they spoke their native language. What? Oh, the residential schools are, they're horrible. They were horrible. Oh, God. Ew. Is that, like, allowed? It was. How long ago was this? Um, it was now, I believe, I, I think the residential school kids are now grandparents. That's still not that long. So, yes, they are still alive, and the residential schools, which were both Canadian and American, um, are still having massive outs- massive influences on um, Native cultures because a lot of Native culture was actively destroyed in the school. And uh, also, a lot of kids died. In- yeah, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. A slight problem. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I, I don't even read. <laughs> that, I always expect you to do it for me because you read so much faster. I'm just like, I like the look. I, I mean, like to interpret it myself. And there is something to be said about viewing art entirely from your own perspective and not having any additional aid. That's a perfectly legitimate way to view art. Yes, I like to interpret myself. That's a good way of saying I don't like to read the little pamphlets. I mean, if it's interesting, I'm like, huh, what is this about? But sometimes I just like I like to be like oh this is pretty neat like the like the one I told you on the wall looked like graffiti I thought I like that one yep. I was like ooh this would be cool in our house yeah yes yeah, so there would definitely some of those look cool in our house maybe the next um, best of the west when they have their sale come in we could bid on those oh you have to bid well some of those people were outrageous oh yeah well we mentioned some of you know, you were rating them like this is a new car. Yeah, that's like a Honda Civic that somebody was paying for a painting. I'm like, <gasps> there was one like what, 50000 30000 I mean, there were some that were more reasonable, like 1000 500 The The more reasonable ones tended to be um, metal sculptures where the artist made like 30 casts. So, you know, the work was largely already done. But yeah, I was like, what are these? I was like. It's a car. Every time I saw one that was like five figures. Like, well, I mean, that's one of the things Jay-Z talked about that he'd wish that when he was younger in the, the business, he bought more stuff that would appreciate, like fine art. That's true, instead of like jewelry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, because what, diamonds? Yeah, he was, uh, well, cars just are a money hole. You know, it's, they, they lose value so rapidly. So getting fancy cars... It's going to go to, you know, you're going to... Don't tell all the rappers and every sports person that. You're going to lose value on those extremely rapidly. I'm pretty sure when they get a money person, they're like, why did you buy this Bugatti? I, uh, it was great. Uh, you can't... It was yeah. a sinkhole, yeah, fool. And you can't... And a Bugatti, where are you going to drive it? You're not going to want to drive it anywhere for fear of damaging it. <laughs> That's true. Like, when people buy, like, Lamborghinis, like, remember that Lamborghini I saw in the... Uh, F&M? Yeah, I was like... 
why? I was like, you just want to be a big fish? I was like, I wouldn't want it. First of all, you can't drive it fast. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so this thing, the meter tops out at 180. Well, I can't legally go faster than 70 miles an hour anywhere near me. Yeah, and then he was like downtown, so you couldn't even go like 25. <laughs> Barely. Barely. So, I don't know. I, just, just like a... I don't have, like, for our rings, we we didn't get diamonds or anything. We got, like, bands. Well, I don't think I don't think diamonds would have really worked for either of us. Why do you say that? I just don't think they'd fit kind of our aesthetic and how we are. I mean, would I mean, you want... You don't think I want that bling? I mean, would you want a diamond sticking out on your hand all the time? I barely wear my ring, <laughs> so... Well, that's because you're lifting and you don't want to de-glove your finger. Oh, you mean pull the skin yeah, off? Yeah, pull the flesh off. That. Well, and I'm also throwing. There's some people that wear their rings. I was like, I, I don't. I paid a lot of money for this. <laughs> I'm not trying to mess it up. I mentioned before that I think you could easily get away with throwing shot put and keeping the ring on. I'm not saying you should. I understand why you do it, but shot put if you're right hander, rings on your left hand. You know, weight. I don't know how anybody. I guess maybe because the glove. No, you it. couldn't. You had to take it off. Because the glove is on your left hand. If you're okay. right, if you're a right-handed thrower, it's on your left hand. Okay. So yeah, if you're a lefty, you can keep it on. But honestly, not even then. Well, I don't know. It just depends on how people throw. What you're yeah. comfortable with. I wouldn't. I don't like throwing with it, and I don't even use my left hand. So she does wear. We got her a set of silicon of those silicon rings of various colors and. Um, she gets to choose which color she wants to wear each day, which is kind of nice. Yes. So make sure to tell people, hey, back away. I'm taken. I only benched 225 pounds for my husband. <laughs> 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 so take that. All right. We're going to get into the movie that we watched oh. this week that I made Graham watch. Because I was interested and I want to watch a YouTube video and have my own opinion. <laughs> Why... We knew this was a mistake going in, and yet you still. And we even you even stopped it in the middle of it, and I was like, "Please, can we just stop here?" No, we gotta plow ahead for the rest of it. Well, we watched it for the podcast. Oh, we shouldn't have. So the movie we watched was Home Sweet Home Alone. This is a re rebootal re rebootal re. It's uh, I th- it's in the same universe as the first two, and it ignores like the previous what three, four, five. I'm, I think. Uh, no, it ignores yes three, four, five because they reference both one and two because they managed to get one actor from the previous movie back. Buzz, they got the brother Buzz, and he was in it for like two scenes. They're just like, hey, same universe. Hey, 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 people in the movie born in the '90s, same universe. That's basically what. It yeah, was. well, and actually, um kind of cleverly closed why the police weren't responding to his call by by the the responding cop being like my brother's always pulling tricks on me because we forgot him once so obviously you know so. no he's like we forgot him on vacation twice and i was like ha 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 that's what we were referring to the first two movies ha 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 the the other they closed that loophole the other ha 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 ha, ha was the line by hunter of uh, this is garbage. I don't know why they're always trying to remake the classics. Never as good as the originals. I, I think that's the point that I stopped the movie. I was like, so this movie. I know that they're doing like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, <laughs> all right, am I right? But okay, let's kind of 
walk through the... Uh... All right, I'll do my intro. Home Sweet Alone 2021, straight for Disney streaming. Director Dan Mazur, writers Mikey Day, and Streeter Snell have a screenplay by, and John Hughes is credited with story by, although I don't think John Hughes had anything to do with this. Um, Isn't John Hughes... Uh, let me check. That would that would explain. Why <laughs> I think he's dead. Oh yeah, he died three years ago. Two, yeah, he definitely didn't have any. Died in, died in 09. Oh no, so um, way <laughs> <11 years laughs> yeah. um, uh, starring starring his list is Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, and Archie Yates. Um, Archie Yates is supposedly our cute and precocious child. Neither of us thought he was cute and precocious. <laughs> okay, well, let me... I'm on the um, Wikipedia page, so let me go ahead and just scroll through this plot real quick. <clears throat> and then we'll talk about what we thought. Alright, Jeff and Pam McKenzie are trying to sell their house, but have not told their children, Abby and Chris. Jeff had lost his job. Pam's salary is not enough to pay for their home. They take matters for worse. Jeff's obnoxious, more successful brother, Hunter... Uh, Felicia hates the name Hunter, so that didn't help either. <laughs> His wife, Mel, and their son, Ollie, have decided to stay with them for Christmas. During the open house, Max Mercer and his mother, Carol, stop by, use the restroom. Max has a brief exchange with Jeff. During this, latter reveals a box of old dolls, including a malformed one with an upside-down face. Carol comments how the dolls with unusual deformities tend to sell due to their rarity. As Max and Carol return home, the whole family is preparing to leave for Tokyo, Japan for the holidays, and Carol leaves earlier than the rest of the family. Max, annoyed and fussed, decides to hide in the garage park car and falls asleep. Concerned about losing their home, Jeff goes to retrieve the doll, only to discover that it's missing, believing that Max stole it, and manages to locate the Mercer household the next day, only to find the whole family hastily leaving during the commotion. He overhears the security code, access the keys hidden, Pam, he tells Pam about it, and they agree to go steal the doll that night. Meanwhile, Max discovers a whole family he has left, takes advantage of by having fun through his quick... He quickly grows bored and yearns to see all, see them all again. Meanwhile, Jeff and Pam arrive at the Mercer household to get inside. Max overhears them talking about an ugly little boy and assumes that they are talking about selling him to an old lady. He attempts to scare them away by calling the police. Officer Buzz McAllister arrives, but Pam manages to divert him. Max realizes that Officer McAllister found out that, home was, that he was home alone. His parents might get arrested. Carol discovers that Max has been left home alone, buys a ticket to head back. The McKenzie's head to church the next day, where they run into their realtor, Gavin Washington, who tells them that they have a buyer and they need to decide by the end of the year, which puts extensive pressure on them. Max arrives and unknowingly converses with Jeff and Pam's son, Chris, who sympathetically gives him a Nerf gun. Jeff and Pam spot Max talking to, talking to an older elder afterwards. They assume that his grandmother resolves to break into the house once again while the rest of the family is still at church. And, Jeff, and that was a point that really didn't make sense because now there was an adult in the scene to talk about to get the doll back. And for some reason, they were just going to break in anyways. Yeah, so... Almost done here. He's basically wrapping up the last few paragraphs. Jeff and Pam sneak around the house, end up in the neighbor's backyard instead. Max overhears them once again, plot 
Plotting with Jeff agreeing to arrive dressed up as Santa in an effort to fool Max, Max responds by setting up traps in his house while Jeff and Pam wait with their family to fall asleep for Christmas. Max puts Mentos and soda balls and lobs them at Pam. Jeff and Pam are subject to Max's traps, during which they discover Max did not steal the doll, but instead stole a can of soda. They clear up the misunderstanding, but learn that Max is also home alone and agree to let him stay with them until his mother returns. As I explained the whole family situation, or explained the whole situation to their family, it turns out that Ollie stole a doll and managed to safely retrieve it, assuming the McKenzies will stay. Carol arrives to pick on Max, having moved into their house only two months ago. Carol finds friends in the McKenzies and then thanks them for taking care of Max. One year later, the Mercers and the McKenzies have Christmas dinner together, having Jeff. Together with Jeff having gotten a new job, Willing gives Max soda he craved the year prior. So, that's the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> but, there are some some things I, I guess we can point out here. So, starting off, um, I don't think this movie should have been made. <laughs> Just gonna make that, like, I guess they wanted to it to be in... The same Home Alone universe, you know, it's been a while since there has been a Home Alone movie, and I guess they're like, hey, let's let's do it. And Mikey Day is on it, yeah, SNL. Uh, Mike, uh, that, that was one thing I was going to mention. The two writers referenced are, one of them is Mikey Day, who's known primarily for his acting, and Streeter Sidell, or Seidel, who also wrote on Saturday Night Live. It looks like he's written, maybe he's written before with Mikey Day, but... Um, oh, he's on, oh, he's on uh, College Humor. And then uh, was... And they're co-writing the new adventure, uh, Inspector Gadget movie. But it looks like they co-write, like a co-write a lot. Um, one of the things that I think was worth mentioning is they turn the kid into a villain. Like, even more than he was in the original. Yeah, like... Kevin McAllister was like an asshole, but you like rooted for him because like, okay, in this, in the first movie in 1990, in the first two movies, Kevin was like, you know, all these people are in my house. I'm tired. I don't want my family. There was like a conflict between him and his family and, you know, the burglars over here, like, oh, he's home alone. So it's like bad guy, kid. That's who you're rooting for the kid. In this movie, you're rooting for the burglars because they're trying to save their home. And the kid is like an asshole stopping them. Yeah. Um, I, as you mentioned, it, about the only thing saving the movie, from my perspective, was, I think from both of our perspectives, was Ellie Kemper playing Pam McKenzie. Yeah. Oh, man. The, it was a lot of, like, whoa, for, the, like, you know, the stunts and stuff. Like, a lot of that... I'm pretty sure in the first movie, if I go back and watch it, I'll be like, well, you know, but it's way better than this because they made the kid like the villains, like these two people are trying to save their home and you spend more time with them. You spend a lot of time developing the two burglars, which is weird. Yeah. It it, (laughs) not. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, and in this movie, they. You know, they. I guess they try to make it different and then have, like, you know, a sympathetic plot line for... But there was no conflict between the mom 
and the kid. It right. was just like he was bugging her and she's trying to get shit done. And she's like, Max, you're not. And also, they made him British. Yeah, they made him British, which I believe was an attempt, which they use it as a way to explain why they didn't have any contact information for their neighbors. You didn't need to make him British. You could have made him from Kansas. And just throwing a one line in. But now you've got a British accent, which makes the main character even less relatable. Because I think that was one of the things that was fun for kids about the first movie was you could imagine yourself building these traps to protect your house from burglars. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's like an American. And he's like in Illinois. I was like, oh, that's close to where I live. <laughs> it was like, oh, he's I think like. I think, that's, I think they said in Evanston, even though it's filmed in Kanakistan. Yeah, I was like. And of course, you know, they had references to, uh, like they said, Buzz was in it and they had the McAllister like security system. So it's like, hey, again, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, same universe. But like I was saying, the boy, what's his name, Max or whatever. Yeah, Max. Um, And the mom, like that one scene that was supposed to be conflict where he like leaves and sleeps in the car and he's watching like Looney Tunes. And I was like, hey, that's not Disney property. That's Warner Brothers. But anyway, um, she's like, Max, you're not the only one in the house. And that was it. He was just like, it was kind of like that, the episode of like Family Guy. He's like, mom, mom, mom. Because that's basically what he was doing. And she's like, look, dude, I have to take care of all this because you're on, everybody's on two separate flights. That's how he gets left behind because they're like, oh, he's on the other flight, even though they didn't check the house before you leave, do like a sweep of make sure no kids are left behind but yeah and then does like a little montage they have like a scarface scene where he's like has a whole bunch of candy mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like so only adults are gonna get that reference yeah, yeah but that's, that's fine. fine okay yeah that was that was fine but it's just the whole movie like i think i tried to fast forward because i was like okay this is getting a little much like i i'm pretty sure kids would probably like it it's got like an 18 percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> I shouldn't be judging it too much. One of the things they did too, one of the things they noted is that it's an hour in before we even get a trap sequence. And the trap sequence is very short in part because we've spent so much time getting to know the McKenzie's, which is uh, Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney's characters. We spent so much time getting to know them. And then when they do the, uh, and when they do the physical comedy of the traps, it's not really funny. No, not like the first one. Like, like the frozen driveway was supposed to be like a hilarious send up, and it was dull. It just kind of lasted too long. But oh, man, it was just ah, oh, it, it was a, a drag to get through that movie. And I was like, no, I want to finish it so that way I can, <laughs> I can finish this movie because I've seen all the Home Alones, and they progressively after the first two, I think they all go straight to DVD. And, and except for this one is straight to streaming services. And I was like, you know, the third one wasn't super bad. Like, you know, still have a cute kid. But I was just like, I, they made the kid like a jerk. Yeah, that he's a jerk that has no real conflict with the people he's with his, with his family. Like, you don't even I don't even know how many siblings he had. Was he the only child? I don't know. No, he had a sister, and she was also British, but the dad wasn't British. So I'm like, did did the, they just pick up the mom's accent? I know it's probably nitpicky, but still. Um, 
so yeah, you spent a lot of time with that, which that could have been a good change. They could have flipped it even more and just made the kid like, I don't know. He's like, I stole their doll. Like they could have fully made him steal the doll and then like, well, I'm going to set up traps and see if you can get it back. Like that would have been fine. I think that would have worked. I mean, yeah, you still have an unlikable child, but we have an unlikable child as it is. Yeah, and Kevin's kind of, you know, you root for him, but then I was like, he's kind of an ass because he was mean to his parents, and then he's like, all of a sudden at the end, oh, that's a one thing at the end, like. Oh, at the end, they just try to cram in a, a message. Just try to just shove it in there. Like, after all the traps and stuff, they're like, okay. You know, they kind of mean to stand still. It's like, I'm not ugly. My mom says I have character. And they call him Harry Potter. I was like, the first time I was like, okay, that was kind of funny. Because he has like little round glasses. And they did it about two more times. It's like, okay, that that was a little much. But at the end, they come to like a head. And she's like, we just want the doll back. They go, he's like, I didn't steal your doll. And they're like, wait, what? Because <laughs> he thought he was going to go to like an old, to old women for some reason. There was like a flashback. Yeah, he was going to. They were calling the doll an ugly boy, and he thought they were talking about him. Yeah. Um. But then she's like, no, I, we just want our doll to save our home. And it kind of was like, turns as like this, a whole quarter of like a sympathetic, like, they're like, are you home alone? He's like, yeah. She's like, oh, come here, baby. I was like, these people just robbed your house. Probably <laughs> gave you several concussions each. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all like, oh, let's go back home. No police called. Like, I thought there was going to be, like, a whole, like, police scene. Like, hands up. Like, usually how they end is, like, uh, we just want to get our doll back. And they kind of let them go. They're like, oh, we're just trying to save our family like that. But, no, they all end up at home. They have this strange boy in their house. And they're just like, well, I guess the doll's gone. And then the other, his brother's kid has it, throws it. Kid catches it so it doesn't break. And then the moral of the story is, like, basically, money solves your problems. <laughs> Because they had, they got money, they got rich, and they redid their house. That was, that was basically. Yeah, and and then he got a job that he, uh, whatever. It was dumb. I'm mad you made me watch it. But yeah, at the end, he got a better job with the cloud because he was like some tech guy, and the cloud took over his job. And now he works for the cloud and the whatever family. That's about to say the McAllisters, whatever their last name is. The Home Alone Boys family, Max's family is like, oh yeah. After we paid for your uh, chandelier that we broke. <laughs> They're like, yeah, <laughs> you, you still fucked up my house. I had to get that redone. Yeah, extensively redone. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, I I mean, I put myself through a lot of torture <laughs> watching movies. I think the only movie that we didn't watch was like Piranha 3 like double D I was like this is gonna be so bad it might be good and I was like I can't even get through this there was too many titties it was just it was, just too I was like bad. okay it was just too bad like it wasn't even a good bad mm-hmm. uh thanks killing me we did watch that for the kill count and that was almost <laughs> like a breaking point I went to fast forward to get to the end there was that movie was so bad was if you so haven't bad. seen it it's on Tubi do not see it. it it is it's offensive and bad and not fun it's basically random equals funny right that's that's basically it the only thing i liked about that movie was the little worm puppet's hair <laughs> it was hilarious and the thing is is a huge yeah a huge chunk of that movie was done with puppets all but one of the public puppets looked terrible 
Oh, uh, yeah. They spent a lot of money on that one pup, and the rest looked a mess. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, yeah, Home Alone, man. It, our home sweet Home Alone, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. So that way I can't be like, eh, I thought it might, you know, updated and stuff like that. That's another thing the loophole is. Because, you know, we have computers and technology back in, like, the 90s. You know, he wouldn't have had, like, a... Well, their family was, like, rich, so... Well, this one, they actually crammed it all in to mom gets on flight and immediately turns around and gets back. But they said she's flying to Tokyo, so at least there's enough time for the movie to happen. Which also means that it's crammed into a very small period of time, which isn't necessarily bad, but... I mean, the movie was only, like, an hour and a half. Oh! All right, the last thing I want to bring up about this movie. There is a scene where she is coming back in the plane. She's in the middle seat, and it's like the three, you know, the three seats. There's a guy staring at her screen, and his screen has the same exact screen. I know people have done this. I've done this on a plane, but, you know, I'm just like, oh, well, whatever. Just see what, you know, whatever somebody else is watching. But it's usually something different than what you're watching. Oh, and that was another thing that was supposed to be hilarious. That was just a complete dud. Yeah, it was supposed to be like, hey... Uh, Creepy guys in the airplanes, eh? 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 Kind of, that's what it was. And he's like looking, she goes, oh, is there something wrong um, on your screen? And he, he's like, oh, uh, am I looking at it? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he does it like three times. She goes, you're doing it again. You're, you're doing it again. He's like, oh. Uh, and then he falls asleep on his shoulder. Yeah. And so. it's supposed to be funny, I guess. All right. Um... Which, now that I got all these guys are on SNL, I'm even madder. Because uh, apparently they're at least somewhat capable comedians on some level. Yes, this battery's going to die, so you are luckily saved from Graham IDK. <laughs> um, so yeah, that uh, I'd suggest. Um, if you want to watch it with your kids, they might enjoy it. I would show them the originals. I would show them all of the, just have a Home Alone marathon. Show them the originals, be like, hey, this is what it was like back then. No cell phones, and this kid was, like, beating grown adult asses, so. But, who knows? This could be really liked. I'm pretty sure a lot of adults watch this movie more than kids. Kids are probably like, I don't give a fuck about this. So, yeah. um, I suggest, uh, if you want to watch it with your kids, if you got kids, maybe. But, just show them the original. That probably hasn't held up too well either, but it's probably better than this. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that's where we're going to end it because my battery is going to die on this computer. Whoops, whoops. <laughs> yeah, you didn't charge it. But, all right. I think that's, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, please, again, I keep begging, like, every podcast, please send us some emails. We want to do an episode before, like, we take our little hiatus, our break for the year. We only got it, like, a couple more episodes, I think, until it's time to be done because we need a break. Graham needs a break. Graham does need a break. So please send us at damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. Send us some letters. We want to read them. Emphasis on read the letters. Damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Fifi underscore J247. Follow Graham, Graham D. Mildrum on Instagram and Graham Mildrum on LinkedIn. Also follow me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn now. I'm important. I, I'm like professional. You are professional. That's right. I have, I am professional. I have a fancy picture and stuff on there. And it's just my name. So, yes. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We will catch you on the next one. Okay. Bye. 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 Don't watch Home Alone. 
Oh my god. 